0: Good morning. Welcome to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Holy Gospel comes from the 25th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, and to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. And then he went on his journey... The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the the other five, and he said, Master, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more." And his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And the man with the two talents also came and said, Master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. And the master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And then the man who had received the one talent came and said, Master, I know that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And so I was afraid and went out and hid your talent on the ground. See, here here is what belongs to you. His master replied, "You wicked, lazy servants! So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put your money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he who and he will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what they." Do have will be taken away from them and throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to join me in praying together the Holy Spirit prayer this morning in our time of meditation. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, did anybody else put out a big sigh after they heard that? Yeah. How do you preach on a parable like this? You know, I look back and I preached the sermon that I preached on this text three years ago. And I really wanted to preach that sermon again. There's something about that sermon that just really made a whole lot of sense to me. You know, that's, that's part of the struggle that pastors live with in the midst of knowing that we're in the midst of a, a preaching cycle where this particular text comes up every three years. Not that you, you may not even remotely remember anything about what I said three years ago so maybe what i preached today oh yeah i think he said that three years ago no i didn't yeah i don't know i i struggled a little bit with this this week just because i I really wanted to preach that same type of message again today because i think there is a deeper truth to this text that most of us don't want to even think about but and that's what i preached on three years ago went a little bit different route you know, as I said um, last week, you know, this is another one of those parables where I find myself asking more questions and coming out of, on the side of ambiguity and more lack of clarity than clarity. And yet, as I said last week, asking questions and wondering, seeking for deeper meaning and placing ourselves within the story, placing ourselves within the parable. I really do believe that. That is what Jesus has always intended for us when he talks in the form of parables. It's one of the things that as we enter into the story, as we enter into the parable itself, it's one of the things that keeps this living word of God alive and vibrant in our faith journey. Jesus told parables to keep us engaged. There's always kind of a mystery around parables and that keeps us engaged. And it continually places ourselves within this living gospel story. So not only did I attempt to place myself within the parable again this week, I also looked back and I took a a look at the context, the place and the time in which Jesus is telling and using this parable. And when I look at the context of when this parable is told, it it definitely sheds more light on what is being said and what is being communicated by jesus or at least so i think you see if you look at the context this parable is being told by jesus in the shadow of the cross of calvary we are in chapter 25 of the gospel of matthew if you if two chapters later jesus is arrested and we know what happens to jesus after he's arrested this parable is being told within the shadow of the cross. And I think Jesus knows that. And in this parable, it says that the slaves and the servants, they were given a great amount of wealth. They are being given a gift that is in many respects beyond comprehension. And let me tell you why. Back in the day of Jesus, a single talent, one single talent, was worth 20 years of labor. So do the math. The slave or the servant that was given five talents was given 100 years of wages. Can you even begin to imagine what that must be like? It's like winning the lottery. How would you like to be given 100 years of wages? There you go. Here you go. Don't have to work for the rest of my life i can sit back and invest that money and just live off the interest and take life easy wow what i wouldn't give to give have somebody throw 100 years of wages in my lap how about you so when we hear this parable within the context of the shadow of the cross a question that keeps coming into my mind is how costly how costly is the gift that Jesus gives to us by laying down his life for us. What is that worth to you? What is that worth to you? It's priceless, isn't it? It's priceless. We cannot put a value on what it means for us that Jesus gave his life on the cross for us. Every day when we come, every Sunday, every Saturday, when we come into this holy place, anybody anybody been taking their shoes off recently? You remember the sermon I gave a couple weeks ago, you know, that when we come into this holy place, we should be kicking our shoes off because we're on holy ground. Every Sunday when we come into this place, I would like to think that, and I would like to believe that one of the very first things, rather than looking down at the carpet or talking over at your pew to make sure that nobody's sitting in your own your 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 favorite pew, you know, or making sure that I got all my stuff in my neat little place and got everything just situated perfectly, I would hope that one of the very first things that you do is that when you walk into the sanctuary, you see the cross. That's the reason why we come in here. That's the reason why we step into this sanctuary is to see and be reminded of the cross. And yeah, we have this nice, shiny, bronze-plated cross that shines and glistens in the light. But I want you to close your eyes for a minute, and I want you to imagine for a sobering moment, even if it is only for a moment, I want you to imagine with your eyes closed a nail-riddled wooden cross up there on the wall. A huge cross. A huge cross that can hold a human being. And that nail-riddled wooden cross bears the stains of blood smattered all over the grains and the cracks of the cross. Can you see it in your mind? Can you imagine that cross? Can you see who's on that cross? The cross is always before us. It's not the shiny, glistening cross that we see here today. It is that cross. It is that nail-riddled, blood-smattered cross. And it's always there to remind us again and again of the redemption that is ours in Christ Jesus, through whom God put forward, as the Apostle Paul says, as God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by His blood. And that is through effective through faith that we, we come to know that. That our very righteousness, that the righteousness that we have with God, God's made us righteous. God has made us worthy to stand before God as one of God's children. Our righteousness with God, it it came with a price. It came with a price that is beyond our comprehension. And the reconciliation of God that you and I have through Jesus Christ, it it is something that absolutely none of us deserve. None of us deserve it, including me, and none of you, and nobody else out there. None of us deserve it. And as the Apostle Paul so aptly reminds us in Romans 5, there is no, distinct, there is no distinction since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he then says, but we are now justified. We are now justified. We are now made right. By his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And it is only through Jesus that we are justified and that we are recipients of this generous gift that is beyond our comprehension. I really do believe that that's what Jesus is talking about in this parable of a talent. That he knows he's going to die. He knows he's going to be put on that cross and he's going to die. And that's the gift that God gives to each and every one of us. That's the talent. Is, is this hyperbole? Is this, an exa- is this an exaggeration, an expression of exaggeration that we hear in this parable? Or is Jesus telling us the truth about God's generosity, about God's graciousness? Is it telling us the truth about that beyond comprehension of God's love for us? It is through faith in Jesus that you and I, live every single moment, every second of our lives, we live within the reality of this beyond comprehension gift of grace. Every moment and every second. It is a gift of grace and acceptance from God that never stops giving. And it is completely undeserved, and yet it is constantly with us. Can we even begin to comprehend what that must be for us? I suppose in a certain sense you could say we hit the lottery. We hit the jackpot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking monetary. We're talking about monetary imagery here, aren't we? And if my understanding of this parable before us today is even remotely close to being correct, it's quite clear to me that this beyond comprehension gift of Christ giving his lay, laying down his life for us, that this gift is not meant to be squandered or to be buried. It's meant to flourish. It's meant to bear fruit. It's meant to be shared. How can, we, how, can we not, how can we not share that with people? That we have this beyond comprehension gift in our lives. How can we not share that? And yet I know, in reality, as I reflect back on my own life of faith, I can say to you with certainty that this, this life and this faith it's not as simple and straightforward as this parable seems to indicate. You know, all of a sudden you're given the gift and well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to keep on giving. I'm going to keep on producing more of the gift and make it even greater. I'm going to flourish and produce fruit. I know for me this has been a lifelong process. And it has, it's, it's been something that I haven't always taken and grasped you know, wholeheartedly. And each and every one of us here comes to our own realization of this richness of God. I don't know if you've thought about that recently or not, this richness of God. But each and every one of us comes to our own realization of this richness of God that is within us. And we do it, and it, happen, it happens in our own time, and it happens in our each individual own unique way. And the reality is, is that none of us ever really share it fully or completely. It's one of the things that we Lutherans seem to have a little bit of a hard time with is, is, is sharing this incomprehensible, beyond comprehension gift. But one of the saving graces for me is to know that it is a daily process, that every single day is absolute pure gift. I have to remind myself of that every single day and that the gift that I live into that's lived by faith is this beyond comprehension gift of God's love for me and that it is only possible through Jesus, my Lord, who redeemed me and saved me by his sacrificial life-giving love on the cross, who overcame death in the grave and was raised up to eternal life so that I too can share in that same resurrection life with him. And It is all, all of it is pure gift. I don't, I, I don't mean to make light of it again, but folks, we've hit the jackpot. We're, we're lottery winners with Jesus I mean, you know, it's a parable about money, you know, so I might as well at least throw that in there. I don't mean to be sacrilegious or anything, but in a certain sense, we have. Jesus has given us this talent, this beyond comprehension love story to share with others. The question is, and the question I have is, am I always, am I always zealous? Am I always passionate? Am I always generous in my sharing of this beyond comprehension gift? Not always. I can tell you the truth. I'm not always excited or passionate about that. But in the overall scheme of things, this is perhaps the reason why you and I keep returning to this place weekend in and out, in and out. We keep returning. We keep hearing the words from the call of the prophet Joel ringing our ears. It says, return to the Lord your God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. We keep returning because we need to. We keep coming back here every weekend because we need to hear and be reminded of God's great love for us. And when I think of each of our own unique gifts and abilities of faith, I'm reminded of the words from the Apostle Paul who said, For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, think with sober judgment, each according to the, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned you. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, but we have gifts. All of us here have gifts because we have one we we have that beyond comprehension gift, and yet each of the gifts that you have differ according to the grace that's been given to us. So we all have varying degrees of faith, and it's a, it's a daily process. And we have before us today this parable of the talents, this gift that is beyond comprehension that is given to each and every one of us. It is undeserved, and yet it is in it is and yet in humility of faith in Jesus we come before him and we receive it. And as the person who stands before you today as the messenger, I am inclined to simply urge you to be open. I'm, this, this is kind of a wimpy ending, but this is how I'm going to end it. As the messenger that stands before you today, I'm inclined to urge you, or maybe I should be a little bit more bold, maybe I should be a little bit more passionate about that, to be open to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in your faith journey, and to keep on placing yourself in the parable, keep placing yourself within the context of the gospel story. And as you do that, trust, trust that according to the measure of faith that God has assigned to you, that you will share that gift according to the grace that's given to you. And that's, what I, that's, that's all I hope for, and that's my hope for you as well. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to join me now as we pray together the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Alleluia. Go in peace and share the good news. And thanks be to God. Alleluia.